Coming up on this edition of Jerusalem Dateline, we take you to Rome to see how the Abraham Accords continue to foster cultural exchange and boost economies in the Middle East. Plus, America's second gentleman speaks out against anti-Semitism. And we'll see how Israel is helping feed the world through innovative agriculture. And one of the world's oldest churches is now looking better than ever. All this and more on this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Hello and welcome to this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. I'm Chris Mitchell, coming to you early in the morning from the streets of Rome. We're here to cover a first-of-its-kind meeting called the Abraham Accords Global Leadership Summit. I sat down with its host, Danny Danone, former Israeli ambassador to the UN, about why this event is so significant. Ambassador Danone, great to be with you once again. <clears throat> great to be here in Rome. Tell us, uh, what is the Abraham Accords uh, Global Leadership Summit? It's an uh, amazing uh, event where we have dozens of leaders from all around the world coming together to learn from us, the countries in the region who achieved peace, how we did it, and what we can do to help them. What we will see in this conference is an amazing coexistence of different religions, but we have the same uh, values. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the Abrahamic Accords, how come we were able to forge such a strong bond, it all goes to the core values. We have respect for our tradition, respect for the values of a family. Uh, and when we look at the Abrahamic values, it brings us here and to, we're gonna share those values with other nations of the world. Mm. How significant were the Abrahams, are the Abraham Accords, and what impact have they had uh, on the region? Look what happened in only two years. The amount of cooperation is above all expectations. The number of Israelis traveling to the UAE, trade, culture, you, you name it. We are very proud of it and I'm optimistic that in the near future we will see more countries joining the Abraham Accord, especially now when we have a new government, when the Likud-led government will take control in a few days, we will see that we will be able to expand the Accords. So the idea here is to expand the influence of the Abraham Accords to nations around the world? Uh, absolutely. And also, we are very active on the bilateral arena, but we can also take it to the multilateral arena. I will give you an example. My colleagues from the UAE, they care a lot about the issue of food security. And they want to invest today in Africa to build agricultural projects so they will have food security in the UAE. And together with the technology of Israel, we can build great things that will support African nations. And we have representatives here with us uh, in the conference. Uh, and it will be a win-win situation. You also talk about economic peace. What is, uh, why is that so important? Many times when people spoke in the past about the region, the Middle East, it was a cause for, for problems, a headache. And look what happened today. People see the, the benefits, investments. You can come invest in Israel, you can invest in the Gulf countries, we can do things jointly with other nations. So all of a sudden you look at the region and you look at the possibilities, the, the options to see prosperity coming from the region. As historic and positive as the Abraham Accords have been, there are enemies that don't like the Abraham Accords. How do you address the fact that there are nations here, uh, well specifically in the Middle East, Iran uh, namely, that, uh, that are opposed the Abraham Accords? So my answer to them is more collaboration with our allies, more respect to different uh, religion. And I think when we bring those values uh, to the center stage, that is the answer to it. When we see anti-Semitism today all over the world, the answer is what we are doing here, visiting mosques, going to the Vatican, uh, speaking with different rabbis, uh, and we prove that we can work together and we will be stronger than the evil forces coming from Tehran.
And how does this uh, help Israel and the combat against anti-Semitism around the world? We bring it up. We're going to have discussions about this issue. We're going to have amazing scholars and experts that will deal with this issue. And we will communicate and educate others how to deal with hate. Final question, Ambassador. What do you want goals do you have coming out of this summit? Uh, first, the first time since we signed the accord, and I was very instrumental in drafting the agreement. And I'm very proud to look at the fruits of the agreement. And today to see so many leaders coming from all parts of the world to celebrate with us, to learn from us. I think we can do more. And my personal goal is to have more countries. And we have a few good candidates for this coming year. Ambassador Dinan, thanks for being with us. Thank you very much. Back in Washington, lawmakers on Capitol Hill are putting pressure on the White House to do more about the rise of anti-Semitism. Abigail Robertson has that story. As the first Jewish person married to a president or vice president, the growing problem of anti-Semitism is deeply personal to second gentleman Doug Emhoff, and he says everyone must stand against it. There's an epidemic of hate facing our country. Emhoff says the roundtable is only the beginning of the conversation. Let me be clear. Words matter. People are no longer saying the quiet parts out loud. They are literally screaming them. But right now, it's right in our face. What's happening now is just, it's visceral, it's real. According to a 2021 Pew Research poll, more than 9 in 10 U.S. Jews surveyed claim there is at least some anti-Semitism in America and three-quarters believe there is more anti-Semitism now than five years ago. Globally, a 2018 CNN poll revealed one in 20 Europeans said they'd never heard of the Holocaust. Of those who have, a third indicated they believe the Jewish people use the Holocaust to advance their position or to achieve certain goals, and 28% responded Jewish people have too much influence over global finance and business. American Jewry is a little over 2% of the American population, and we are the targets of 63% of all religious-based hate crimes in the United States. Rabbi Abraham Cooper tells CBN News there's been a recent explosion of anti-Jewish hatred in the U.S. coming from influential people like the rapper formerly known as Kanye West, and he warns words matter. We're already a community that uh, spends... Um, a lot of its uh, um, resources uh, to secure the safety of our Jewish schools, of simply walking to synagogue on the Sabbath. You coordinate with the local PD. And he says he welcomes the conversation hosted by Emhoff, but thinks Democratic leadership needs to do more. Uh, I also still await action by the Democratic leadership uh, against members of the squad who have, from the congressional bully pulpit, expressed anti-Semitism and paid no price whatsoever for it. Leaders at the White House Roundtable claim that for far too long, people have failed to take anti-Semitism seriously and added that the time to act to curtail the surge is now, because later will be too late. Reporting from the White House, Abigail Robertson, CBN News. Coming up, how Israel is working with countries across the Middle East to feed the world. Personally, believe that food has to be tasty. If it's not tasty, 
it's inadequate. We can talk about different things that we can do and how we want to change the world. It's all fine, but no one will buy that produce as long as it's not tasty. Names from the Old Testament are being unearthed all over the city of Jerusalem. This was amazing. Come as close as you can get to personalities that are known from the Bible. Astonishing discoveries made today. A jaw-dropping moment of Bible archaeology. This is much more than a thrill. This is actual history that took place here on the site where we sit right now. Confirm the kings and prophets of the Bible left real evidence of their lives. Right time, the right place, with the right people. And one of the most significant finds in recent history. Exactly as the Bible tells us happened in the days of King Hezekiah. Written in stone, kings and prophets. We have the Bible and we have archaeologists. Here in our story, it's matching. The Old Testament is a reliable history book. Get your copy today for a gift of any dollar amount. Call now or go to cbn.com slash written in stone. Download the CBN News app, 24-7 News, from a Christian perspective at home or on the road. One place for all of your news. Breaking news alerts. Set daily prayer goals and pray for news stories. Read the most important news and watch CBN News Channel Live. CBN News, because truth matters. Go to CBNNewsApp.com to get the app today. This holiday season, go deeper into the biblical story of Christmas. In CBN's free devotional, Emmanuel, God with us, you'll witness God's nearness in the birth of Jesus, and you'll be encouraged to trust in God's promises for your life today. Get your free copy of Emmanuel, God with us. Call 1-800-700-7000 or go to cbn.com slash Emmanuel. Water and fish are powerful symbols found throughout the Bible, and now more important than ever, given the world's food security. CBN Middle East correspondent Julie Stahl got a behind-the-scenes look at agriculture and how it can address the world's food security. This is spirulina, an algae that grows in both fresh and salt water. It's also one of the world's most popular supplements, full of nutrients and antioxidants. Basically what we do, is we convert this solar energy into the best and ultimate protein you can find on Earth. Lior Shalev helped start Simply Good, a company helping expand the field of aquaculture, a key priority for Israel. We don't need a lot of electricity, we don't need a lot of water, we don't need a lot of anything actually, okay? And what we grow is a bacteria called spirulina. Aquaculture is a field that produces food and actually animal uh, protein in, in case of fish or, or, or shrimp with the lowest ecological price. Noah Moses heads this department for the Ministry of Agriculture and Rural Development. It takes almost very little area, if at all. It doesn't take fresh water. It uh, produces very low CO2 and uh, consume uh, very little energy compared to other animal source protein. This focus helped lead to the International Summit on Sea and Desert Food Technologies. Its goal is to gather some of the world's best minds to promote cooperation and innovation in aquaculture and desert agriculture as a way to address food security. 
Israel already works with Jordan, Egypt, Morocco, and the UAE on expanding this technology and also expanded the group by signing an agreement with Bahrain during the summit. And we hope to be the hub of the Mediterranean and the Middle East for innovation and, and a sustainable solution for this sector. That's what led Simply Good to pursue becoming the first commercial producer of fresh spirulina as a good source. This is what's left of a coconut spirulina popsicle. And despite its green color, it's actually quite tasty. Mmm, it's good. Firstly, believe that food has to be tasty. If it's not tasty, it's inadequate. We can talk about different things that we can do and how we want to change the world. It's all fine, but no one will buy that produce as long as it's not tasty. Secondary, it has to be very good for you. Thirdly, we believe that every single food has to be good for the planet, not only for people. At Hebrew University's Tel Aviv campus, Professor Lior David heads research at an experimental fish farm where new lines of fish are being created to increase sustainability. But what we're trying to do also for aquaculture, and you can see it here, is to reduce our uh, environmental footprint, to produce more food while destroying or while affecting less the environment, reducing the environmental consequences. Vertical Field is a company developing technologies for urban farming, growing produce in any indoor or outdoor urban space. We grow our crops attached to soil on a plug of, of soil, which gives us several advantages. First of all, it's as similar as possible to real nature. We do enjoy different advantages. Uh, extended shelf life would be one of them. The important thing is that within our environment, our closed, controlled environment, you will not see any chemicals or any pesticides at all in the process. This vertical urban farm approach can grow more than 200 types of crops in a grocery store parking lot or other urban setting. You will see like a cluster, a farm of farms in a distribution center within the urban area. So still eliminating 90% of the logistics involved, but providing local healthy daily produce. Ronan Radel says this idea would especially benefit Northern Europe, Canada, and the Emirates, which all need solutions like this and are interested in vertical field. Dubai currently has the largest vertical farm in the world. Dubbed Eco One, the 333,000-square-foot facility grows lettuce, arugula, spinach, and mixed greens. The U.S. and Austria also have vertical farms they are trying out. So whether it's the desert or the sea, Israel is aiming to be a world leader in feeding the world. Julie Stahl, CBN News, Rehovot and Telmond, Israel. Up next, we'll visit one of the oldest churches in the world and see how this ancient treasure is now getting some extra TLC and restoration. Now, for a limited time, you can get five of CBN's critically acclaimed documentaries. Experience the rebirth of the modern state of Israel. The historic bonds between the Jewish people and the land of Israel cannot be broken. Relive the battle for Jerusalem in the Six-Day War. Jerusalem is yours forever. Discover how Israeli volunteers are changing the world. When people need us, we volunteer and we come and help. 
Explore the world of Israeli technological innovation. We're people of dreams. God gives us dreams. And that's really the roots, I think, of, of much of our innovation. And understand the biggest land dispute in history. Many Palestinian Arabs claim that the Jews stole Arab land. But is that the real story? This exclusive Israel DVD collection can be yours for a gift of $29.99 or more. Call now or go online to get your Israel DVD bundle, which includes streaming access. Come home to the sounds of Southern Gospel from CBN Radio. You'll enjoy a rich Southern blend of bluegrass, classic gospel, and Southern Gospel favorites like the Gaithers, the Crab Family, and bluegrass sounds like Mountain Faith. So make yourself at home with the all-new CBN Southern Gospel. Now available at CBNRadio.com. Introducing a brand new way to start your morning, the CBN News Quick Start Podcast. Each weekday morning at 7 a.m., get quick highlights of the day's important news, then an in-depth analysis that goes beyond the headlines, insights that matter to people of faith. Discover how God is moving around the world and here at home. Find the CBN News Quick Start Podcast on iTunes or wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts, because truth matters. A new report says that more than 2 million visitors came to Israel this year, and one of the main destinations is Bethlehem, where one of the world's first churches is undergoing major renovations. Commissioned by the Roman Emperor Constantine at the request of his mother Helena, the Church of the Nativity is built over the place where many believe Jesus was born. Whenever anybody comes from all over the world, they have to, to taste and to, to, to feel that the place where actually Jesus was born here as to give the people the peace and love. The Church of the Nativity was built about 1,700 years ago. Since then, it's been destroyed and rebuilt a number of times. The most recent renovation began in 2013. The fourth century church was built there. It was octagonal in shape, and when it was rebuilt, because it did not have earth-moving equipment, they built on top of it. So you have like a little over two feet of uh, change in elevation. Mazen Karam is CEO of the Bethlehem Development Foundation. Its goal is to raise funds for the renewal of Bethlehem by providing a sustainable life for residents while making the city attractive for visitors. The work started with upgrading Manger Square, then it moved onto the Church of the Nativity. There, the very leaky roof was fixed and the windows. The original is not here anymore. They replaced them with new windows. The wall mosaics added to the church more than 850 years ago, as well as the original floor mosaics desperately needed repair. 11% of the mosaic exists. The rest was lost. So they cleaned up all the mosaic. It was very dirty and, very, you know, soot and debris, and they cleaned it. In the process came a surprise. They discovered the third angel. The third angel was completely covered with plastics. To help raise money, they also created Adopt a Column to refurbish the church's 50 columns at a cost of about $50,000 each. Others, like art conservator Andreas Miaulis from the Greek company Artis, are working to restore the area by the altar. We try to bring everything back to the beginning before it damage over the time. This part of the church is around 250 years old. 
This is a very good example because you can see the before and after uh, result. As you can see, all these really dark areas are a result of uh, years and years of residual of soot from candles as well as uh, human uh, fat because the majority of the people, they touch everything, so they leave a lot of little, little oils. We clean it, we restore it, and then where it's missing uh, gold leaves, we try to put it back on again and resurrect it in a way that it once was. Karam says renovations are conducted project by project based on available funds. The Catholic, Greek Orthodox and Armenian denominations share guardianship over the church. Since a long time, we didn't have uh, any restorations, so that's the best thing that is doing now. They're great because church needs to renovate it, and not only physically, also, we have to be renovate ourselves. We have to be renewed spiritually and be educated about Lord's commandments. Father Isa Talgie and very Reverend Father Azbed Badian say two years of COVID keeping away international visitors has been rough, although they have hope for the future. Even there are no tourists, no people, still we have prayers, we have uh, services going on. Day by day, the church is open. The local people come to visit, to pray. Actually, COVID-19 teaches us how to be patient, to have more faith of God, to trust God, that He's standing by us day by day. I pray that may God really remove all these difficulties. The life will come back normally and regularly and we'll restart also a communal prayer together, praising the Lord and thanking Him for all the gifts He has given us and sharing His gifts together. Chris Mitchell, CBN News, The Church of the Nativity, Bethlehem. Coming up, a place where people learn all about the life in Israel seas and waterways and how to protect them. We will deal only with the Med Sea, the Mediterranean Sea, the Red Sea, a little bit of the Sea of Galilee and the Dead Sea. Thank you for watching Jerusalem Dayline. We're committed to providing you with unbiased reporting from the Holy Land. Through weekly broadcasts, podcasts, and online media, our vision is to reach millions around the globe with the true story of what's happening in Israel and the Middle East, all from a biblical and prophetic perspective. This is a big vision and is only made possible by the generous support of people like you. Call us toll free at 1-800-700-7000 or go to cbn.com slash Jerusalem Dateline and make a donation that will help spread the light of truth about Israel throughout the world. Hello, everyone. I am so happy we are together for one of my most favorite times of the year, Thanksgiving Day. Gizmo and friends have so much to be thankful for. I'm thankful for my family, my friends. For God and all that He has created. We have resources to be able to live and the Holy Spirit. Those are wonderful things to thank God for. Always be thankful to God for the things and the people in your life. Join the CBN Animation Club and get the great Thanksgiving turkey test. Plus, two copies to share with others, all for your gift of only $25. This special holiday program features ways of showing thankfulness through games. 
activities. This is my first time going to be eating candy corn. And much more. President Abraham Lincoln declared a national day of Thanksgiving to be celebrated every November. The Great Thanksgiving Turkey Test. Yours when you join the CBN Animation Club. The more we practice being thankful, the easier it is to be thankful for everything. Orphan's Promise is committed to loving and serving at-risk children, to helping keep families together, and to creating opportunities for strong and sustainable communities around the world. We're working in over 60 countries, and with your help, we can do even more. We are out to change the world, one child, one family, one community at a time. Will you join us? As we enter the Jewish New Year, there's no better time to explore the holidays of Israel. In CBN's free guide, Israel's Major Holidays, you'll discover why these special occasions are so central to Jewish life and culture. You'll even learn about the biblical feasts and festivals that Jesus observed throughout His life. Get your free copy. Call 1-800-700-7000 or go to cbn.com slash Israel Holidays. As visitors return to Israel after the COVID pandemic, they can visit some amazing places like the aquarium in Jerusalem. CBN Middle East correspondent Julie Stahl brings us that story. This tunnel under the Mediterranean Sea exhibit is bound to be one of the main attractions at the new Gottesman Family Israel Aquarium, Jerusalem. The tunnel is part of a 400,000 gallon tank at the aquarium which is part of Jerusalem's biblical zoo. It will hold sharks and other fish from the Mediterranean Sea. We are addressing and emphasize only one issue, the local habitats. We will deal only with the Med Sea, the Mediterranean Sea, the Red Sea, little bit of the Sea of Galilee and the Dead Sea. Biblical Zoo and Israel Aquarium CEO Shai Daron said one of the main thrusts is to raise awareness about wildlife habitat preservation in the sea. Not only to look what the sea can give us to us, fishing, desalination, gas drilling, oil, transportation, security. We need to start as in Israelis and tourists from all over the world to start to understand that the sea, the ocean, is an habitat. The aquarium aims to have something for everyone, like this interactive pop-up. It puts you right in the middle of the Red Sea coral reef, surrounded by clownfish. In here, wanted to address some zooming phenomena, like the fact that we have rays in the Med Sea. In other places, visitors have to search for the treasures. It's uh, again part of, you know, the, the new trend of visiting zoos and aquariums. Not everything you see immediately. It's discovering process. In a pre-opening tour, CBN News was given a behind-the-scenes look at the core of the aquarium, the breeding, research, and quarantine center. We are above the big med tank. This is the access for the aquaries, for the divers, to come and to take the daily walk. The path ends at what's called the commitment room. There, visitors are urged to pledge to protect sea life by promising not to drive four by fours along the shore and not to take seashells or bring plastic bags to the beach. When we are finding a shark or a whale or sea turtles dead, we open the stomach 
we see it full of plastic bags. Why plastic bags? It's not tasty, but those creatures think that those are plastic bags are jellyfish. Even though there are great aquariums around the world, Daron says this one has something special. The view of Jerusalem Hill is part of the experience. This view is unique only to Jerusalem. Julie Stahl, CBN News, the Israel Aquarium, Jerusalem. Well, that's all for this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Thanks for joining us. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can also access CBN content through our CBN and CBN apps. And don't forget to sign up for our email blast so you can continue to receive all of our exciting CBN content. I'm Chris Mitchell reporting from the streets of Rome. We'll see you next time on Jerusalem Dateline.